Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is filmmaker Bill Kennedy, and he's here to discuss his new film, Attack of the Killer Shrews. Bill, welcome to the show. Hi, hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you here. What first inspired you to become a filmmaker? Well, I'm more of the the actor and producer. Um, I'm not truly a filmmaker. I don't think anyone would give me credit for that. But uh, Ken Cosentino, our CEO of White Lion Studios, uh, wrote our film, and he, he's the filmmaker. He has he has the credits and the in the chops for for that. In, in that sense, then, what inspired you to become an actor? I've watched so many movies and tons and tons of uh, television shows and even anything, sporting events, game shows, you know, hosts and all these different uh, things, and I just felt. A lot of times I watch things on TV and I'm like, these people aren't really, why, why can't I do that? So um, I always had an inkling to, to try it. And then as, because uh, I played sports most of my life. And once I realized like, you know, hey, I'm not going to the big leagues or, you know, I broke my ankle and my leg playing semi-pro football. Um, I decided I got I to find something else to do. And I went to visit my cousin in Arizona and she let me borrow her car, and I heard this uh, advertisement on the radio. Do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a model? Come and see us. You know, Pro Scout Talent is going to be at XYZ Hotel. I don't remember which one it was. And I was just like, you know what? I don't got nothing to do. I'm going to go check it out. And I went through this pre-screening process, and I was selected. And then from there, they invited me to this huge invitational, and I had to audition in front of 30 or 40 producers with – about a thousand people in the audience. So family members and everybody that were um, along with the people that were there auditioning. So then if you got a callback, that's what kind of, and I got about, I think I got four callbacks on my audition. I met with a couple agencies and they couldn't believe I had never done anything before. So most of the advice was go home and get some experience. And I came back to Western New York and I opened up what we have as a periodical called the art voice and uh, i found some some acting shows and gigs and i just i went and audition and i landed one and i've been acting ever since it was kind of like that transition from waking up eating breathing you know seeing smelling sports and it just i had to find something different because either that or i would ended up dead because <laughs> broken leg broken ankle shoulder surgeries i've had uh, quite a few uh, historical moments in my life with uh, playing sports that turned into uh, quite a bit of pain. Could you tell us a bit about the film Attack of the Shrews? What's the general plot and idea behind the film? Attack of the Killer Shrews, um, a brilliant concept uh, drummed up by my buddy and, again, CEO of White Lion Studios, Ken Cosentino, more or less homage to the original 1959 cult classic Killer Shrews, which was in black and white, and dogs with carpets and mops and all types of awful puppetry to uh, entertain the masses. Um, our film was turned into a comedic uh, remaking of that particular film, and it's basically uh, a science project gone wrong. And the shrews basically uh, terrorize the town. And uh, small town sheriff, B-movies uh, starlet, a 
author and professor that uh, the whole the house is uh, invaded, and then uh, they basically take on the shrews to save the world and the universe. Sounds like our kind of movie. So it's a, it's <laughs> it's very enjoyable, purposely and deliberately awful puppetry to uh, again pay homage to the original. And, of course, to just make it that much more cheesier and enjoyable for us to just have that what were we thinking moments when we watch the film. What qualities do you think make a great film? And could you give us an example of some films that you would consider great? Oh, we could sit here and talk hours about that. When I watch a film, I want it to engage me in the fact of I'm not paying attention to what time it is not paying attention how much longer. Of course, I think the big thing for me being an actor is that I watch to see that the delivery of dialogue is conversational, that the actors and actresses are emotionally available. But as far as like a, a successful or a good movie is, we, we yeah, you have to think of things almost like, you know, that it needs to be taught to you. It's like, here's the establishment of the story and the reason why this movie is going on. Here are all the things that lead up to the pinnacle of the story and then the actual climax and whether it's the happy ending or sad ending or whatever it is. So you have the three chapters, you know, basically of a movie and the three books of the movie, so to speak. And if that flows and you're entertained to me, that's what makes a good movie and an enjoyable movie to be able to rewatch it. That's a huge thing for me. It could be someone could make a good movie. But if you can't rewatch it, then I don't know that it's that much enjoyable. In Attack of the Killer Shrews, you play the character Sheriff Martin Blake. What was it like playing that character, and what was that character like? Um, that character was fun for me. It really was, because I wasn't sure exactly what Ken was looking for, other than the simple direction of, Martin's not very smart. And you need to, you know, project to the audience that you think you're under control and you have everything under control, but you really have nothing under control. So it was a little bit different for me to dumb myself down, so to speak. And um, I had an absolute blast with it. And it was also awesome for me to think back of the character because my character was based on. Uh, the sheriff from the original, which was James West, and he was Roscoe Pico trained in Dukes of Hazard. So for me growing up, that was one of my things that I used to walk around going, you know, like that. So knowing that guy was the character that I based mine on was a true honor for me. So when Ken wrote the wrote the script and told me, like, hey, this is your character, I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. So, um, and getting back to one other, there's a, there's a, there are a few movies that, uh, that I do think are just, uh, pure genius and, and fun to rewatch over and over. I, I like different types of movies, but the Godfather two, I still love, uh, still be my all time favorite. The departed is one of my, I think is basically flawless, you know, and there's some other old movies that I, that I like, but, uh, I, like I said, I could sit here for hours and tell you about what I thought were great movies, but Godfather 2, um, Scarface, uh, Departed, those are probably, I mean, those are in my top three, if not, or I mean, in my top ten. If not, those are my probably my, my top three. Very cool. Now, I mean, those are films that you consider great, but 
are there any films that you like to watch as like a guilty pleasure? Films that you know oh, are terrible? Absolutely. absolutely. Well, they might not even be terrible, but I can watch Dumb and Dumber over and over and over and <laughs> over and over. Um, Ace Ventura, I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, which is part of the Sheriff Martin Blake character uh, that Ken wanted. He said, he goes, look it, this is where I need you to take that physical comedy that you love, that you uh, honor Jim Carrey with and impersonate him all the time. This is what I need out of you. So a lot of those films, like those silly slapstick uh, comedies, are, are the ones that I like and that are really true guilty pleasures for me. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to create their own independent film? <laughs> um, I know some people would say don't do it, um, but I would not. I would not tell someone to do that if that's what they want to do. The first thing is is make sure you uh, get some some sort of fertilizer and grow uh, grow some thick skin um, because there's going to be a lot of no's on the way. There's going to be a lot of people that think you're crazy that you're just working on a hobby. It's not really, you know, it's not something that's going to, you know, give you immediate gratification financially. But if you have the passion for it, don't let anybody ever tell you no. And don't let anybody ever derail you from your dreams. So there's an, an issue that Paul and I debate here quite often, and we like to get everyone's input on that. So we like to ask everyone we interview, what is your opinion on hairless cats? <laughs> that's great um they are living uh, creatures and they might be a little bit creepy but they're still amazingly beautiful in their own way see i'm i'm on the uh the side of they're adorable and paul's on the side of they are like vile disgusting beings see i i they're like you said they're living creatures i you know, I can respect that. It never hurt anything. But to me, it's a sign that we experimented with animals way too much, and we need to go back. I was, I was um, compared to that scene in Jurassic Park when they say, um, you know, was it ethical to bring back dinosaurs? You know, have we gone too far at science? To me, that's hairless cats. And I look at them like, you know, we've gone too far. we got to go back. And yeah, maybe we can uh, smear some chia pet on them or something. If, if you've ever, you know, seen gremlins and been like, oh, gremlins are adorable, but I don't want them to, like, gnaw my throat open in the middle of the night, get yourself a hairless cat. They're just as adorable, and they more than likely won't gnaw your throat open in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, so uh, just just talking about hairless cats is actually kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, I, I've, I have, uh, I've learned to love and appreciate all forms of creatures or anything that actually has that has life uh it could be an insect it could be you know it could be a little you know a little rodent whatever they're all they're all part of this world for a reason so where can we follow you to learn more about attack of the killer shrews and any other projects you'll be working on in the future well we have Facebook pages for, for everything and also a website, uh, www.killershrewmovie.com. I am currently under construction for a White Lion Studios website, so that will be whitelionstudios.net. The Facebook pages, White Lion Studios, and the Facebook pages of Attack of the Killer Shrews. Um, those are all there. Um, it has you know breakdowns of what we're doing, you know sales of the DVD, upcoming you know screenings, and just we're we're always trying to be creative. You'll see some silly things that we you know uh, Ken 
uh, Liz Houlihan and uh, Marcus Gancy Rotella. They just filmed a uh, ten-minute uh, movie pitch just because we were bored, and that's what that's what we do. We want to be a little bit different than everybody else in this, the typical thing. So you might see the school of fish swimming one way. We like to go the other way against the current. Very cool. Now, you said the DVDs are available on the website. Are they released now, or when will they be released? And is there anywhere else we'll be able to watch it? They have been released. Uh, you can actually order it on the killershrewmovie.com website. You can uh, find links on the um, Facebook page and the White Lion page. I'm sure that uh, the administrators have uh, posted the link probably 10,948 times. Um, we will have the movie available for other uh, viewing avenues soon. We don't have the official confirmation on a lot of that yet, but soon it should be um, a video on demand available you know, to, to you know, to be able to watch it at home whenever, whenever necessary. Uh, no complete confirmation on that, but we are working on that avenue. I don't know that we'll have it um, anywhere else just yet because we are self-distributing it. So, ca calling one of us, contacting one of us, um, we can we can do that too. But if you don't want to order it on the website. There you have it, B-Movie fans. Attack of the Killer Shrews, a film produced by and starring Bill Kennedy. Bill, thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show. Well, thank you very much. But uh, I, I'm I'm really I'm 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 not the star. We're all the stars together. Um, Marcus Gancy Rotella, Jonathan Rogers, Liz Houlihan, James Ventry, um, Ken Cosentino, Mick O'Donnell, Bill Brown, Cheryl Simzak. Everybody that made this film come to life are the stars, not just me. Definitely, it's, it takes a lot of people to make a film together. Can't forget our our wonderful and amazing my, the guy that plays, and he is my cousin uh, Baird Hageman, who plays uh, plays Wayne, and he did uh, some wonderful stunts and did a whole, whole bunch of uh, creating, literally creating sets for us in a matter of 15, 20 minutes. We're like, we need a mine shaft. Bam! This guy created it in the drop of a hat. So a lot of hardworking people that made this film come together. Also got to mention our executive producer, uh, Gary Marino, where without Gary, we wouldn't be anywhere. So everybody deserves credit, not just me. Definitely. It sounds like you guys um, all worked well together and you guys had a lot of fun making the film. Oh, absolutely. I, we, we laugh and we, we, you know, we look back in, in retrospect of the things that went on is like, how did we do this? I mean, Ken loves to uh, run and gun when he's, when he's filming and, to do that nonstop for 15 to 20 hours a day for two weeks was was quite the task. So we're very pleased with the uh, with the final product. So there you have it, B-Movie fans. Head over to the website and check out Attack of the Killer Shrews.